0: Yeah, have you just been gathering all sorts of bits and pieces from everyone because you've been speaking? Every time I've spoken, seen you, you have been <laughs> your attention has been pulled from pillar to post. How's it gone?
1: About a week into the job, I said to somebody, "Well, if you've got all this demand on tickets, why don't you, why don't you just make Comic Con longer? <laughs> like you could make it a whole week." Sure. And everyone like said, "No, we don't want to do that." I woke up this morning, Sunday morning, and, and I realized
0: why it is not <laughs> <we are. laughs>
1: Four days is plenty.
0: <laughs> it's a bit much, isn't it? It does get a bit much. I mean, uh, it, I think also just the, the sheer level of crowds, the intensity, the passion, the, the fandoms that's going around. Um, if anything, I thought that with the amount of content that was available, that maybe the panel that you just hosted might just have some space in it. I thought there may be some people, some seats that I could get, but it was standing room. It was, you had 40 people outside. It was, there's clearly the interest in the Comic-Con Museum. So, what have been the big questions that have been asked so far? I mean, I can imagine it's more about when it's going to open, what's going to be inside. Yeah, I think I if if
1: you said what is the most frequently asked question? No no question at all. People people are asking when's it going to open. Um and there is a general excitement about it, I think. And yeah, when we decided to have a panel, I was like, well, I don't it doesn't feel like we're a big deal compared to <laughs> some of the amazing <laughs> presenters at Comic-Con. So we we did choose a small a smaller room uh, and I'm sorry people couldn't get in, but sure. um it's it's uh, it was a very enthusiastic
0: enthusiastic group. Um, what was the, the the core of the panel? What were, what were you um, what were you bringing to the to the audience? Well, I think in general, what we're trying
1: to do uh, starts at the simplest level of all, which is just to communicate that this that this project is happening. And uh, when we did our our big survey of. 24,000 um, attendees back in february one of the things we learned was that only 15 percent of them even knew that there was a museum project underway Comic- really? Com- comic-con at that point had not really been saying a lot about it so for us this week in some ways was was is the first point that we've started to talk openly and publicly about the project it's not like it's been a great secret or anything but um, we wanted you know we Sometimes you just don't have a lot to say, and we we had some thinking to do before we could get to a point. Uh, but but the event is like kind of like a really logical point to um, to start talking. So we we we've had a booth on the floor all week, and we wanted to have a panel, and we've uh, started our Facebook page and our Twitter account this week, and things like that. So I think people will see a more uh, they'll see actually quite a lot more information coming from us now, all the way through the life of the project. Um, there's, a, we'll do a at least a monthly newsletter where we'll just update everyone on what's been going on and what things are uh, coming up. And and uh, so the panel was just sort of part of a general uh, attempt to communicate more. And um, w- w- what we were trying to do today was to paint. A picture in people's minds, at least uh, conceptually, of what we want to do with Comic Con Museum. We're not at a point where we've got um, beautiful artist renderings of exhibit spaces and and, and things like that. Um, Are those
0: on the way? Well, um, so because I I know that the 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 core thing at the moment is fundraising. Mm -hmm. That's got to happen first before anything goes on. So you've got it's the old Star Wars. Ralph Macquarie thing. You come up with the concept art and you convince the uh, the people that, to to part with their money. So uh, I'm presuming that's on its way. We'll we'll have concept art as we sure. go through. I, I I made a
1: mistake in a previous project, and so, you know sometimes life's experience teaches you something. Um, once did a project, and we did a very very detailed um, computerized 3D rendering of the of the museum that we were building. And it was so detailed, it was like photorealistic, we spent a lot of money on it. And my my considered view of that, at the time I was really proud of it, but it actually didn't help us. Um, it, it, It harmed our project to give away too much because people need to imagine something. It's kind of like, well, you mentioned Ralph McQuarrie in Star Wars. If someone showed up in Hall H and sort of said, here's my script of the movie I'm making. Mm -hmm. You know, here's here's every line of dialogue. They've given away too much. And so part of our job is to give people enough Information to keep them enthusiastic about a project and to understand where we're coming from and what we're trying to do, but uh, it is actually my goal that no one will know exactly what it's going to be until and they so the show up, up. And, and, wow. and the doors open. Because I think you have to, you've got to keep some element of surprise and suspense and anticipation sure. about it, and that's uh, so that's something that I learned along the way. And so, I, I actually, eventually there will be conceptual sketches. I, I actually. I mean, think about it, um, I've, I've done a lot of museum work, but now I'm with Comic-Con, and it's like, we have some amazing artistic talent.
0: You have a bit of a talent pool to right. hand, so if
1: absolutely. I, if I can't get some uh, some absolutely beautiful um, sketches <laughs> and renderings done... Of, of, uh, Out of then this bunch. Then yeah, these exactly.
0: Yeah, seriously not yeah. That things happen. Okay, um, I know as well that I mean, in previous interviews uh, that you've, you have given some sense of what you're wanting from the space I mean, there was a uh, an interview where you gave an idea that was basically three museums in one which i thought was really exciting is that still the basic idea of what you're going to go yeah with? um
1: the the, the 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 when you've heard me talking about three museums in one it is the daytime museum the nighttime museum and the virtual museum so one of our one of our design challenges is that we've just got so much Energy and activity and anticipation and you know um, that we're trying to bottle in this in this museum. Um, There's a million and a half square feet of program space here at at the convention center, and it's as you know, it's all full and it's all busy and there's so much. There's just so much going on. We've got sixty-eight thousand square feet, uh, which is a you know good good size good size of a museum, but. if we wanted to deliver on this idea of uh, delivering the magic of Comic-Con every day, we have to be really clever about how we use that space. So how we're thinking about it is, um, during the day, having what you would call a regular museum, maybe open at 9 or 10 in the morning uh, you know, and, and run through the daytime hours, visit, visitors would come, families, tourists, school children, etc., I think one of the different things we're going to do is we will not close uh, at 5 or 6 o'clock. We will just stay open probably until midnight every day. Um, And and we've noticed... That's a lot of content. uh, Well, it's a lot of time. Comic Con, the event, is only open for about 50 hours. Um, We're going to be open 5,100 hours per year. So that gives us a lot of time to Uh, deliver programs and exhibits and we want to configure the museum to be very, very changeable. You know, so, so that that nighttime museum is is one where um, it may be a bit more fan oriented, a little bit more adult oriented. Uh, bar, restaurant, screenings, um, panels, tabletop game night, yeah. trivia night. That you know that you're probably familiar. There's there's a there's a sort of a, a trend in what I call experiential movie watching where it's not just going to watch a movie there's a thing in England that you might be familiar with called uh, Secret, Secret Cinema. Cinema you know I'm not proposing we're going to go all the way and do you know as, as extremely as Secret Cinema does and they do a fantastic job but having some of that vibe you know in, in the way people you know so we yes we may have Rocky Horror Picture Show and and actually not have seats at all, you know, so we can watch it and dance or, or, or sure. whatever. So part, part of the vision of how we want to use the building is really to equip
0: it to do a ton of stuff and have a lot of changing programming. Fair enough. Uh, Obviously, there's um, there's the anticipation for this project. But I think when I've spoken to people um, and when we've talked about when the doors are going to open, I think people have been slightly Surprised about how long and how far away the um, the actual doors opening going to be? I I, I think in a lot of people's minds they're just going to think, oh well, next summer, don't worry, we'll rock up to San Diego Comic Con and go up to the museum, and it just it's never ever going to be like that. If anything, because of like the sheer project to get it done, also the fact that you've got to get the funding raised first. So where are we where are we at the moment i mean obviously this is a, a week where you can shine a spotlight on those fundraising efforts and kind of really make a, a serious bump in that um but what kind yeah of,
1: um so one of the things we've been doing this week is um Waving a public flag, having that booth sure. on the on the exhibit floor, and inviting people to join as, as as charter members to get in early on the project, and and as I said to the panel, um, showing a groundswell of support for this project is is actually really important. We we will be seeking funding for this from lots of different sources, including government uh, funding, including. Um, foundations, major donors, uh, corporate the city sponsorships. Helping? Yeah, this, I mean, the city is helping fundamentally by providing a very, very awesome building in a very, sure. very, very awesome place, and then not charging us rent for the building. That was a question they're, I was asked. Yeah, okay. In some ways, the rent that we pay is we we have got a commitment to open one day per month free of charge to the yes. c- local community, uh, as the other museums in Balboa Park do. Um, and, and in many ways a project like Comic Con it, it it brings tremendous economic benefit to the community through tourism and, and also educational benefit through the programs that we offer so um, the city is is uh, participating and, and actually they very kindly gave, uh, gave us through their arts and culture program a grant that is uh, helping very much in the early stage of this project but more, more broadly um, you'd asked about you know the fundraising efforts this week, so that the membership is is about building a swell of support. That it actually helps us to show the other agencies, government or corporate sponsors or whatever. It helps us to show them that the membership and the fans of Comic Con are behind it. Sure. You know, um, so we've been really thrilled. Actually, that, that that's why having a you know, having hundreds of members signing up this week and having a room full of people applauding and being excited about the project really, really helpful because it it, it shows other people that, okay, this is not just something that the Comic Con name is behind more importantly, the Comic Con community is behind, so We've been doing a lot of that this week and really pleased how it's going. A little bit more privately, we've been um, taking people on a tour of the empty building and trying to show them a vision of, you know, by walking through it of what we're doing and then bringing them down here to the convention center. And many of the people that we've been talking to, they do have the capability to help us um, in a significant way with a project like this. And most of them have never been to Comic-Con before and um, it, it, that must kn- be a bit of shell shock well it's, it's <laughs> for a lot of people in the San Diego community Comic Con it, you know for me as an outsider coming in I'll say this that um, that I think Comic Con is generally liked and well regarded in the city an, even if people don't come or they're not fans they're, they appreciate it's a, something the city can be proud of and it brings if nothing else a heck of a lot of money into this community that, that brings employment and, 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 and is a good thing Um but many people their only real view of Comic Con is what they see from the outside, which is what they might see on the T V or read in the, the Union Tribune or whatever. That sure. it's it's a it's a view of Comic Con that is mainly dominated by costume and cosplay and, and Hollywood crowds. stars and crowds. You know, it's this outside view. So what we wanted to do this week was give people the opportunity to come actually in, you know, and I think the thing with we're getting across is the immense diversity of programming that takes place here comic-con are you, are, have you fami- are you familiar with the long tail theory yes um that comic-con is a classic long tail <laughs> um case study i think that most people view comic-con as just the hits you know um but the strength and depth and power of comic-con i think lies in the long tail it's, it's the hundreds of programs that you know
0: a few hundred people come to you and, and, and um, but as somebody has hosted a panel here at Comic Con uh, maybe even dozens, oh, right <laughs> or, or even yeah
1: or even 12 people come to you you know because it, if that if that thing is your passion and this is the only place that you can assemble people of like mind you know then then you value it
0: sure uh, we're looking at this project uh, opening like I say we're talking years away from now what's your next level then obviously we've got this um, this building that's uh, a, a shell at the moment is there any movement going to be happening in building into that or it really is just a case of w- it's raising the funds I, I mean do, um, yeah, do we have I, any kind of like footprint as to where we can go here's, and, how can, and how can we help us right with he here's
1: I I get because I've got an empty building and I and and we've got Comic Con associated with it and it's in Balboa Park, I get ten opportunities per day to do something with this empty building. And part of the Job that I've got is actually to do almost none of them. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 it's against my instincts because I'm a I'm a generally a positive let's get it done kind of person that's action oriented, and I hate sort of saying you know we we just can't do that right now. But I've I've learned from my own experiences when you're working on a project like this, if I start approving a lot of pop-up programming uh, or that temporary art gallery or that special event or whatever then it starts to distract me and my team from the thing that we must get done which is we must get this museum built as quickly as possible y- you said correctly that um the time frame we're looking at in the most expeditious um, um, of circumstances is going to be getting this open in late 2020, early 21. If we get, if we do that, we have we have moved mountains and, <laughs> and, and done fantastically well. But to many people, that feels like a long way away. Sure. Um, anything that diverts us from that task is 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 a diversion. And
0: and so, um, could we see an, um, an almost online presence then? Because like you say, you've started up your um, the social media and I think with some projects you have that big um, the coming out party but then it's kind of it goes a little bit stagnant whereas it could almost be like the virtual space which you would then translate to the actual museum does that make sense a little bit and maybe or is that another one of the distractions that you're talking about um well
1: the best way I can put it is that anything we do do needs to be a deliberate and conscious step that advances us towards the main thing we need to get done and um, so we are. one of the programs we are going to do is during the Maker Fair weekend um, at Balboa Park, it's going to, we're going to position that as sort of an open house day yeah. uh, or a weekend where people can come into the space and uh, it, we want it to be a big community feedback day. So I did approve that activity because I think it's very important continually through the project that we take input and feedback from you know the not just the fans of Comic Con that we that we surveyed and we've been engaging with this week, but also the community of San Diego and all those families that go to Balboa Park. So it's Make-A-Fair weekend, and we're going to say come and have a once in a lifetime chance to m- help us make a museum so that's an activity we are going to do but it's, it's a deliberate activity because it actually helps us make that museum um, so from time to time I, I think over the Course of the next six months, you may see us doing some experimental programming where we may have a speaker or a panel or a program in the museum, and we are live streaming it. Okay. Uh, we want to we want to test some technologies about
0: because well, I know that's another thing that uh, you're very excited about is bringing new technologies to this space because yeah. it's it like you say it's a blank slate and you can really go co- go in with some really experimental and new and cutting edge technologies. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so. As I said, anything we'll do some things. Anything we do do will be quite deliberate. The the, the best way to stay in touch definitely is to sign up for this newsletter. We're doing um, the the it's uh, comiccommuseum.org sure. is is the URL, and we've got to sign up there. You'll be added to the list, and and
0: that will you know give everyone anything that's coming up. We'll we'll be promoting it in there. Excellent, and also the social media as well. It's Comic Con Museum. What prompted the uh, change in the uh, br- the branding, by the way? Um, well, I think
1: uh, I'm not. Sure, was it a change in branding? Com- the 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 project had been going under a working title, uh, Center for Popular Culture, yeah. and uh, there's nothing terribly objectionable about that. But <laughs> Comic Con Museum is very sexy. But. Um, <laughs> Well, we ended up having like a three-hour board meeting to discuss the name, and it was <laughs> it was it was really good dialogue. And I, I appreciate when a board can 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 examine things from every every angle. And this is an extremely important decision, you know. Mm. Well, what are you called? What's your name? Um, the the I was fighting the corner for museum. I I, I don't I, I make no um Apology for that, because my experience has taught me that. I've been. I've worked on a couple of projects where people didn't want to call it a museum because they feel that there's some negative associated with that. Um, when places have gone in that direction, though, I've often seen them really regret that decision or even change that decision because the word museum has some really powerful benefits that no other word has. It says things like, this is open to the public and you are welcome to come and visit it and 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 actually center well it may say that but even if only 95 percent of people believe that i've lost five percent of my audience so there, there are certain sort of dynamics around words and one of the objections to the museum is the way it it maybe sounds old and boring and and i think we got around to thinking but if it's got Comic Con on it, there's no way that anyone's going to believe it's <laughs> going to be boring. I hope, you know, and 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 it's almost then for me like a balance, you know, the the bringing some, you you you're communicating. Yes, it's about Comic Con and all of that, all of. What you feel when you see those two words, but it's also balancing it with education, a non-profit mission. You know, it's open to the public, so some valuable things there. So I'm, I'm being very long-winded how I, ex- <laughs> how I explain this, but that it was a, it was a three-hour meeting, so I, I think I did it in three
0: minutes. I think you did okay. I think that's <laughs> fine. So it's Comic Con Museum on the social media on uh, Instagram, which I'm very curious to see what you're going to be putting up on there, and also on Twitter as well, and also on the, you've got Facebook as well. That's all uh, lined up. Yeah, I it think
1: exists. technically we've got a YouTube channel as well. We've, wow, There's, only, so it's one, all over there's only one video on it, which is we we the did a little promo, promo there, yeah. video to launch the museum. But uh, over time, uh, I, actually, I wish we, in retrospect, I wish we'd taped the panel and then we could
0: have put that. That over. would have been um, very good because, like I say, there were a line outside. Yeah. It was a popular, popular thing to, uh, to come around. Well, to come around that corner and find there was a uh, a line outside. That was uh, it was heartwarming to see because it shows that there is some real passion for this project. And I'm looking forward to seeing that passion translated to a fantastic space. Adam, it's been a pleasure talking to you.
1: Thanks, Lennon, appreciate what you're doing too.
0: Thank you very much indeed.